0: Hello, and welcome again to another episode of Coffee Stains Thoughts. I'm Dan, and today, well, this will be a more uh, fun episode, less serious, to take a bit of a break from all the topics that I've been discussing as of late. If you don't mind, I'm also having a bit of a cigarette inside. Uh, And, uh, yeah, anyway... I'm gonna turn off the fan now. It's very hot in here. So yeah, um, this will be a story of uh, a friend and I. Well, we've been, I guess, rivals. Yeah, you know, we've been rivals for the most part for quite some time now, and uh, well, I mean, we're 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 still good friends, but. The thing is, uh, our belief systems tend to be quite uh, <clears throat> conflicting. see i'm uh, I'm a libertarian, right I'm not that uh, not that deep into the ideology, but you know, uh, I did study it, and I do know the basic principles at least, and he's a hardcore communist. Now, uh, well, uh, specifically a Marxist-Leninist, he hates Maoism, uh, and he accuses me of being a Trotskyist because I said that, you know, if ever, if the the only time that I think communism could actually work is if it's, uh, like, if the country is in absolute turmoil, economically speaking. and. If it's only temporary, you know, just to get the country back on its feet and it's back to capitalism. Now, I don't give a shit about that no more. So, yeah. Um, So, we were talking. We're we're both history buffs. That's one of the mutual interests we have. So, regardless of ideology, we always have something fun to talk about in regards to history. Uh, This story will be about how we uh, spent three hours trying to figure out uh, what books, uh, what kinds of books would be written by certain uh, by certain historical figures? Um, so, uh, well, since, you know, uh, since he's a commie and I myself have also studied this, of course, you know, if you want to be able to defend what you believe in against something, you know, you have to study it too. So I know quite a bit about Marxism and, uh, pretty much any other, um, communist ideology, I guess. So, yeah. Uh, so we kinda, it started off as a chat thread where we were talking about yeah these books. So, um, cause like I was talking to him about maybe like what I wanted to start a YouTube channel or a podcast and talk about stuff. So uh, now it's come to fruition. Thanks friend and then he kind of jokingly asked if i could put like a uh, joke sponsorship advertisements now like um let's see he started this off with a sort of uh, info uh, infomercial kind of thing going on with um with like some sort of kama sutra like uh book by lenin and uh trotsky right so it's uh he titled it how to make love to the state by yeah, Vladimir Lenin and Leon Trotsky. Uh, <laughs> and um, how did the advertisement go again? Uh, I'm sorry. This was uh, quite some time ago, so I can't really scroll back up the messages. But I think it went like, having trouble pleasing your partner? Well, look no further, because Comrade Lenin and Comrade Trotsky have the solution for you. Introducing how to make love to the state, a... Uh, <clears throat> a very informative instruction manual on how to make love to your communist partner so yeah that's my uh, cheesy almost stereotypical russian accent i suppose and uh and um how does it go so we went through all the details with like how uh how the book would help you <laughs> um and i guess some weird like sex techniques you know like Kama Sutra, right? Okay, and then um, it ends with, like, uh, order today and get another copy for your brother or sister. And we also have the Spanish translation from Ernesto Guevara and Fidel Castro. Or something like that. <laughs> so, yeah, you can, ha- you can imagine, um, I think Ernesto Guevara is Che, right? Che Guevara, is that right? And, yeah, Castro, by, uh, providing a... Uh, Providing a Spanish translation for Cubans. Hilarious. Um, Oh, and uh, if you're feeling extra kinky, check out the BDSM version by Comrade Stalin. So, uh, (laughs) um, yeah. So we got a bit of uh, that USSR uh, thing going on with uh, Stalin and BDSM. And... uh, Apparently, there is another one. Okay, let me try to make my own, like, uh, I'm going to try to ad-lib an advertisement for this book. Struggling with your mentally disabled child? Look no further, for we have the solution for you. Check out this book by Chairman Mao, My Struggle with Mental Disability. (laughs) So, he hates Maoism so much that uh, he thinks Mao is, you know, mentally disabled. Which I cannot argue with. I'm not uh, you know, like fine by me. And uh, some other notable examples. Uh, Okay, there was apparently a sequel to that. Right, now that I recall. So we also have a sequel to it called Finding Happiness in Our Similarities by yes, you guessed it, Chairman Mao with co-authors Kim Il-sung and Kim Jong-il. So you have that uh, and <laughs> I don't know uh, it's hilarious uh, i got uh, here's one that I made myself. so you know how um let's see during uh the term of Nikita Khrushchev um during the you know well yeah Soviet Union and such, um, there was a sort of trade deal between America and Russia. So you have, uh, and um, Khrushchev was somewhat obsessed with Pepsi, <laughs> um, believe it or not. Uh, one of the uh, items imported to Russia back in then were Pepsi. It's, it's probably the most popular uh, imported beverage in uh, the USSR back in the day. Uh, now it's Coca-Cola. Um, but that's, that's another story. So the book will be called A Beginner's Guide to Soda by Yeah Nikita Khrushchev. Uh, here's another one. Uh, How to get away with murder by Charles Manson. Uh, you know, th- these, can, these can be pretty offensive to people. But uh the one with Charles Manson, yeah, it's kind of ironic considering that you know they got caught. <laughs> yeah, uh pardon me. Anyway. Uh here's another one, more history themed uh jokes. Uh you could say like uh this is Jackass 1914 by Gavrilo Princip. I'm I'm not sure who he is. But I'm assuming given that my friend made that the title, so he's I guess he's like a the Johnny Knoxville of 1914. Let me look it up. <laughs> oh my god. And uh Let's see. So, The Greatest Hide and Seek Game by Anne Frank. And um is this Joseph or Josef Mengele? You know, the, the angel of death. The the sadistic uh, Nazi doctor. I've never heard his name spoken, so I, I have no idea how to pronounce this. Let's see. Okay, Gavrilo Princip is... Oh, he's a Bosnian. Okay, so... Uh, and hmm, what did he do? Let's see. Okay, so he was a part of a Yugoslavist organization seeking an end to the Austro-Hungarian rule in Bosnia and Herzegovina. Uh, not sure that is probably a country that no longer exists. Hmm. Okay, so. Oh, okay, so he's the one who assassinated Archduke Ferdinand. Wow. I surprisingly did not know that. I guess I didn't really look too much into it. Um not much of a World War One buff. Huh, fascinating. He shot Franz in the neck and then his wife Sophie in the abdomen. Hmm. Oof. Now that's nasty. Okay, let's get back to the thing. Okay, so here's another one. Um, ah, another one from our good friend Joseph, Joseph, the Physician's Handbook on Ethical Medical Practice <laughs> with anecdotes from Unit Seven Three One. Okay, for those who don't know, uh, Unit Seven Three One, uh, if I remember correctly, is the uh Japanese, uh, like. Um. Uh. How to say this? Um. The Japanese uh, biological and chemical warfare research unit. So they were in charge of, I guess, making, like, um, you know, something like sarin gas, or some, you know, something like that, or whatever. Um. So yeah, they uh, they were they've they've done some pretty sick experiments too. Uh, like, what's a what's a good example? Like, um, I guess I, I don't know. You guys can look it up, but yeah, they they've done some pretty sick things. Okay, and here's another one, one that's uh, close to home, quite literally, from Bataan to Tarlac, the Marathon Runner's Guide by General Homa. So you know, General Homa was the uh, um, how do I say this? Was in charge of the um, well, Bataan Death March, Masaharu Homa. And uh, he was a... Uh, how do I say this? Um, Yeah, he commanded the four, Japanese 14th Army. And yeah, so he was responsible for the Death March, wherein um, a lot of prisoners of war were taken from uh, Mariveles Bataan. I'm not sure specifically where in Mariveles. I forgot to another camp in uh, Tarlac. Uh, Wait, what was the camp called again? Um, Like, uh, how do I say this? The uh, Camp O'Donnell in Capas, right? And they passed through San Fernando, Pampanga. Actually, if you, like, take a road trip um, between, like, yeah, uh, Tarlac, Pampanga and bataan you you you'll see the occasional um marker it's it's shaped like a white obelisk with a bit with a stencil uh with a kilometer marking right so it indicates the well you know kilometer distance right that the soldiers have traveled so if you follow those markers you you'd be walking the exact or, or driving the exact same uh route that the death march uh victims uh took. So, there's that. <laughs> um, but you know, uh, like I said, it's not a pleasant thing to talk about, but you know, you got to find some uh funny something some some humor in these things, you know? Otherwise, everyone's just going to be offended, right? Yeah, that's what I thought. Okay, here's another one. Another World War 1 quip mustard and barbecues by the imperial german army. <laughs> okay, so the the expli- uh, the explanation to this joke is of course mustard gas <laughs> and uh flamethrowers. Uh, I think it yeah, was it the imperial uh, german army that um started make that first started using flamethrowers? Um but anyway, everyone followed suit either way, you know, everyone started using flamethrowers to clear trenches and to uh Burn people to a crisp. There's that's another one. I got uh, one of my other contributions. He's more creative at this than I am, in all honesty. But for me, you know, what, what I make, I, I like to believe is golden. <laughs> so here's another one by me The Handyman's Guide to Vehicle Customization by Marvin Heemeyer. Okay, so for those who don't know, Marvin Heemeyer is a, um, I think, a second or first generation Dutch uh, immigrant. Uh, living in America, who lived in America, anyway, Uh, he was a reasonable and honest man, Um, not easily angered. However, he had a business which was repeatedly screwed over by the local government. Uh, His way of life, too, was pretty much screwed. Uh, So to take revenge, you know, like since nobody really listened to him for some unknown reason, he made a tank. He made a frick, a, a fucking tank using a, a bulldozer, um, concrete to, to make like some sort of composite armor. He mixed concrete and then layered it, um, with like steel plate layers in between. Oh, that's another cigarette. Yeah, steel layers in between um, a camera so that, you know, he can see. Because uh, he didn't put in any vision slits. That, that could be dangerous, right? So vision slits uh no no so he put in a camera that's protected by bullet pr- by thick bulletproof glass. Uh, this this man is very intelligent. Y- you you kind of I guess you can uh, tell by now. Very intelligent and very determined. So but instead of like um vision slits he did put openings though. He put in gun ports. Oh uh he did not put in an escape hatch though there's no way anyone uh could enter or exit the vehicle um at that uh once once marvin you know gets in and starts it so there's uh yeah he he caused a lot of destruction to well to the specific people who he believes has wronged him so yeah you ha- you have that uh, and um, yeah. So he he um, how do I say this? The funny thing is, his tank is real. Is 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 quite honestly a veritable tank in every sense of the word. Like, ex um, uh, the police tried breaching through the armor with explosives. It didn't work. Of course, bullets didn't work either. I mean. Really thick concrete and steel slapped together—that's that's not gonna—that's um, not gonna let any bullets through, no matter how um, nasty. So I think maybe uh, a tank could probably penetrate through that with enough rounds, or maybe just one round. I don't know. Um, so yeah, okay. That's you—you uh, you guys can keep looking into that, maybe. And here's another one by him. So this one is titled Caramel, A Guide to Interracial Lovemaking by Robert E. Lee and Jefferson Davis. Okay, so uh, this was a, uh, this is a, uh, I guess, joke referring to the American Civil War, I think. Uh like um let's see, Robert General I think Robert E. Lee is, is the General Lee, right? Um Jefferson Davis was a Confederate politician, if I remember correctly. So uh and uh what's what, what was I gonna say? <laughs> right. Okay. So yeah. Uh interracial lovemaking. I, I presume this has something to do with the uh you know I guess raping or whatever with um with African Americans, I presume, during the Civil War or you know, when the Confederacy was still uh, you know, in power with their uh on in their like territories. So yeah. Uh, here's another one that I made. So if you like Marvin He get ready for the Practical Gift Guide by Ted Kaczynski. Okay, now that one's pretty offensive, I suppose. Um, Like, Ted Kaczynski, also known as the Unabomber, is a Polish-American. Yes, a Polish-American second generation. Right, right, because his parents, yeah, his parents immigrated. So he was responsible for the bombings of uh, several uh, government buildings, if I remember correctly. And well, um, he was arrested, if I remember correctly. Right? He's he's a he's an intelligent person, incredibly intelligent. He's a math prodigy. So, in case y'all don't know, um, but he had this uh, personal belief system against, like, you know, the, um, industrial society. He, I think, he even wrote a book about it. Yeah, industrial society and its future, um, or was that an essay? Yeah, I guess it was more of an essay. I think it was. Uh, yes, I'm right. Okay, I just looked it up. It's an essay. Uh, and the FBI dubbed it the Unabomber Manifesto. So, uh, he, you know, he he w- didn't really want to resort to the bombings. I think. Or, I mean, I guess, no, 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 sorry. Um, He made this essay uh, prior to some of the bombings. And then uh, he sent it and wanted it printed in verbatim by uh, any, I guess, major, uh, I guess, nationwide newspaper. I'm not sure what the newspapers are in America. I guess you have the New York Times, but I don't know. Uh, oh yeah there's also the Washington post I'm not so sure, so yeah he stated that if the demand had uh would be you know is met uh he'd stop he would des- desist and uh well uh how to say this uh, he yeah he he bombed several places like um uh, in illinois uh, Northwestern university. I think that's was was that where he worked? Uh I know he I, knew, I know I think like he was a professor, a mathematics professor at some point. Oh no. It was in uh Berkeley, University of California, Berkeley. Right. And uh another one he he bombed a lot of universities, wow. Like Yale, uh yeah, his own university eventually in 1982, UC Berkeley um boeing he he bombed boeing uh oh, no he tried the bomb was diffused luckily and uh, uh new jersey so he, he went all over this he went all over the country planting bombs uh, like he was playing counter strike so uh there's that um he he sent these via mail hence the uh, practical gift guide title you know he he Sent these bombs over mail sometimes, mail bombs. Uh, yeah. So <laughs> there's that. And um, what else? Oh, here we go. Uh, th- I think. Um, let's see, there was another one he he made. Uh, there's another book. Um, does anyone here know Solomon Perel? He's a He's Jewish. Uh, he lived through World War II quite luckily. Um, f- somehow he 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 managed to not to escape the uh, the persecution of the Nazis by disguising himself as an ethnic German. So there's that. Uh, The book he titled um, Making Friends and Influencing People as a Jew Among Nazis. Oh, wait. Was that mine? I don't know. Because, wait, no. This was mine. This is mine. Uh, Sorry. That's my idea. Because, you know, like, um, you know, Making Friends and Influencing People. I think that was a book by, uh, like, um, uh, like, um, Carnegie. Carnegie, was it? I think it was, yeah Dale Carnegie. Thank you. Thanks thank, thank you memory. So yeah, that's a that's a reference from a Dale Carnegie's book How to Win Friends and Influence People. So that's uh that's a, uh that was a reference to that. And yeah, Solomon Perel uh would have been the author. So he um I think one of the uh, key factors in his success was that, you know, I, uh, one of his parents was German. Uh, you know, like, otherwise, I think he would never have made it. Uh, he would never have made it alive. He was uh, sent to uh, the, uh, a boarding school for Hitler Youth or uh, Hitler Jugend. And uh, somehow he really managed to make it all the way to the end of the war. He, I think he's still alive today. I think. Yeah, he's. I think he's still alive today. Lucky bastard, no? Good for him, I guess. Um, yeah. Anyway. Um, one of... There were... According to my friend, there were many times where he was caught. Uh, one time, I think he was in uh, the Eastern Front. He was in the Eastern Front. And um, I think his brother recognized him. Uh, I think... Like... How did I say this? Yeah. Um, one of his brother's recognized him, but uh you know um he i guess he kind of knew what was going on, so like he let him he he didn't really let slip that he's a jew he's a jew, gas him no and uh another time he was uh i think there were like these um how do you say this i think during the boarding school right he had a. Uh, he had how to say this. Um they had these um examinations. No, inspections, sorry. Like um I think in some schools, you know, back then and some some schools today, you know, they had like that fingernail inspection to see if your fingernails were clean or whatever, uh body parts to make sure that you're, you know, fully hygienic. Um so instead they did that for for penises for dicks, you know, to see if they were circumcised or not. So somehow he managed to evade getting caught during these inspections by uh, um, either I think folding his foreskin or what's left of his foreskin because, you know, since he's Jewish, he got circumcised at birth. Uh, and what else? Um, he uh, every time the, he, know, he knows an inspection would come up, he'd probably make a shit excuse like I have to use the restroom you know like uh uh you know bitter restroom <laughs> uh wait is it yeah rest- <laughs> so yeah um what else ah right here's another one so this could probably get me killed but this was his idea so uh photoshopping in the Soviet Union by the NKVD <laughs> Okay, the NKVD. Um, Yeah, I guess, you know, um, maybe like um, Russia's secret service or intelligence uh, agency back then uh, was, I guess, notorious for um, doctoring evidence or something. Not too sure. Uh, Yeah. Well, I mean, you know, I'm not sure if they still do it today, right? The uh Narodny Commissariat Nutrikdel. So I'm Nutrinik Vin I'm not I'm not too sure how to pronounce this. Like uh I'm I have a very I have a very hard time reading Russian letters. Uh yeah. And pronouncing Russian words. Um uh, well but yeah, so there's that. Um so I guess any a, a lot of secret police uh organizations you know might uh might be fond of doing this so maybe the Gestapo might uh know a thing or two about this. <laughs> so yeah. Uh most of his other references you know were were based on yeah the USSR other communist things cuz again he's he's a filthy commie. I I know he's going to be listening to this eventually. You know, yeah, yeah. You're a filthy commie, pal. Get get the fuck out of here. <laughs> Just kidding. So yeah, uh, Kelan Kelan susudut na inuman pare? Yeah, okay. Uh, anyway, so I guess that's about um the time. I guess it's been it's it's been fun. I hope. Uh, again. Uh, I'm going to put in a trigger warning. If you're easily offended by historical events that happened long ago and probably won't happen again unless you want them to, uh, don't watch. Okay? So, yeah. You know, you got to take these things lightly to some extent, of course. You know, like, got to make jokes about them. Of course, you have to know that what happened was bad. You know, like... um, all these atrocities, you know human rights violations, but it's it's it should not be a problem to um you know take these topics in a uh humorous light, right like um one of my favorite youtubers, right? oh wait, I forgot this was supposed to be fun. uh I'm sorry, maybe that'll be for another time, another podcast so i'll I'll end this here. I want this to keep. I, I want to keep this fun, in my opinion. You know, at least fun for me. And uh, I, I'll see you again next time. Okay. So yeah, stay hydrated. You know, have fun, enjoy life. Don't be easily offended. See you soon.